You are Locked On the NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome, everybody, to your favorite day of the week. I'm Anthony Irwin. I'm joined by Adam Matas. Adam, we made it. We made it. We made it. Uh, through the week, through the off season, through the summer, we are ready for the NBA season to be, yeah. to arrive. Media days are starting tomorrow. Can't you smell the lame headlines in the air? Oh, I definitely can. <laughs> I, I think I know a couple of them. I, I, I've looked into the crystal ball and I see a few headlines. That'll be segment three. Uh, we start, though, however, with, unfortunately, Kyle Kuzma is dealing with a stress reaction to the uh, to the foot uh, that, you know, an injury that he sustained back in Team USA uh, play and practice and stuff like that. It was really a, an iffy decision by the Lakers to build their new training facility on an Indian burial ground. Um <laughs> You know, I but actually, you save I don't know that that's, I don't think that's what it is, man. I think it's just some sort of cosmic justice. Cosmic justice. <laughs> I don't know if you want to call it karma or I don't know what you want to call it, but no, I'm kidding. Wow. I'm kidding. No play. No, that's actually a bad joke, and I apologize because we don't we don't want to laugh about people getting hurt. It's always that's that's the one thing is we hope with Kuzma it's not something serious. It does sound yeah. like it's going to cost him maybe a portion of camp, maybe I mean maybe longer, but um, they're saying they're saying mid October is the hope that he can be back. But you know, given how the Lakers yeah, that's handle the season, in, yeah. Well, given given how uh, the Lakers handle injury information, we might see him sometime in the twenty twenties. So. Scale of one to ten, ten being this ruins your season, one meaning it has no impact at all. How big of a deal would you say this is for the Lakers? I'd say like uh, like the higher the number, the more the more I'm yeah, it's yeah. Like a six and a half. Well, that's kind of high. So yeah. I would say like a three and a half because I do think it's sort of like the thing is that the Lakers have such a small margin of error, right? It's not I don't it's not that that's I think why, that's why I'm saying it was so it's so high. So but, but if he's back mid October, even if that means he needs two weeks to get game ready or whatever, it's just the Lakers can handle that. I mean, they're talented. It's the early part of the season. They can handle that. But what it does is you have to assume that the Lakers, as you assume with every team, is going to hit some adversity. And when you hit that adversity before the season begins, it's almost like that one doesn't count. It's like, you know, you're still you're still on pace to have the exact same amount of adversity as everyone else starting from now. But the margin for error around the league, especially in the West, is like yeah, non-existent. Sure. You know, yeah, so sure. and somebody like Kyle Kuzma, who had a great rookie season, a not so great second year, is going to be trying to figure out what role he plays. Like, remember, he still plays the That's same. Like, yeah. He's best at his position at the same position that the Lakers' two best players happen to also be best at their at that position, yeah. right? So the Lakers have to figure that out, and and we'll see if they do. Uh, today's show, we got a fun one. We got a fun one again. Tr- media media days are are right around the corner. They are going. You guys are going to be getting ready to listen to them by the time you listen to the show. Uh, we have most interesting teams heading into training camps. We have most interesting players heading into training camps. We have plenty of stuff lined up for you. Let's start, though, like I said, with most interesting teams heading into training camp. Let's let's count backwards from five to one. No, let's go. Let's well, go. I don't have my, I don't have mine. I don't have mine in okay, order. So well, that's OK. So I'm willing to do so I'm willing to do this. I'm going to start, though, with the Minnesota Timberwolves. And I know this is a shocking, a shocking one. But here's why. Mm-hmm. I think Carl Anthony Towns is in for a surprising year. I think in a lot of ways this is going to be a the year of towns. I'm kind of predicting just that he sort of emerges onto the scene as this, like, I mean, everybody knows he's a talented player, but just how talented, but here's, what's interesting. 
This is the first camp where he walks in as the undisputed the top dog mm-hmm. and leader. And like he's been this great player. But remember, their training camp last year was a complete fiasco and disaster, <laughs> like a comical yep. <laughs> one with the Jimmy Butler coming in and challenging everybody <laughs> and talking trash and then having Rachel Nichols very conveniently placed right there with him in the city to have an interview mm-hmm. shortly after. So this is the first time Towns gets to walk in there and actually – we all – I think a lot of people that criticize him say, well, he hasn't shown that he's a leader. This is the first like good chance that he has to do that, and I think that's interesting. Given how he holds himself on the court, I, my, my hopes aren't too high. Now, hopefully he proves me wrong, uh, but I just think he can be kind of whiny, and I don't think you can have a whiny leader uh, because eventually yeah. everybody kind of you know falls under that – but even if he dynamic. doesn't, that's interesting, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I think this is a big year for that, I think this is an important year for Carl Towns. Yeah. Do you think Andrew Wiggins makes it through the year as a wolf? Timberwolf? Yeah, I think so. I mean, yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's your next team? My next team, and this one's kind of a... People are going to disagree with me. I, I find different things interesting than the masses, but I think that Oklahoma City Thunder training camp... And again, this isn't the season. Why this is the training camp. Why would camp. somebody not find them interesting? So these are a bunch of guys meeting up in purgatory, and it's just like... <laughs> You know, they're all staying in hotel rooms. They haven't rented a place yet because it's like, okay, we're seeing. But I think that's kind of, there's something kind of interesting about that. And there's going to be a lot of rumors, I think, around the team. And they're just, they're going to be at the, I think, the center of a lot of just what's going around along around the, of the league. Yeah. I, <laughs> it just, they feel like a group of, like a, like a class unit that is asked to do a project together. Oh, yeah. They cannot stand each other. Oh, they yeah. They cannot stand the class. Yeah, when the teacher calls on you and you're like, man, I hope it's me and my couple buddies over here. And they're like, no. And you're like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. You got to no. be kidding me. That's what I'm doing. Oh, my goodness. All right. What's your next uh, What's your next team? Well, I'll, I'll go a little more mainstream here. The Houston Rockets. Yeah. I, I, I mean, they're, they're maybe number one, especially when you talk about nationally. The Russ Harden thing paired with Mike D'Antoni. It's either incredible or it's terrible. I, I, it, and right off the gate, there's just going to be so much media, so many questions. You're going to get grouchy Russ. They're going to maybe get the grouchiest of Russes. Um, I, I think there's going to be a lot around them. And some of the storylines, by the way, Anthony, are going to be really annoying. Yes. Well, <laughs> There's going to be a lot of annoying reports around That's this around time them. of year. Like, let's be honest. Yeah. yeah, but they're going to be the lightning rod for it. Did you see the, uh, the clip of, of Russ and Harden punching the bag together? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did see that. Yeah, I did see that. <laughs> that was about as unimpressive as as that could that video could have possibly been. Russ, you view him a little bit differently for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, what's your next team here? Don't feel great about this one, um, but, but I do think the Lakers are pretty interesting, especially with this. Um, yeah. You know, with this, so the Lakers are more just certainly one of the most interesting teams in the season. I would have guessed that the year preseason would have been not that interesting in their their camp because all the same reports are going to come out about the Lakers. It's going to be the hype train and all these different things. Um, but I do think it's interesting now that Kuzma's out because <laughs> there's a lot. Of, I mean, the roster it's it, it, they're going to be preparing for something that is going to expire almost immediately once the season begins and Kyle Kuzma returns. That's interesting to me. They don't have a natural three on the on the team. <clears throat> they don't have a natural small forward. That's yeah. a legit concern. Uh, final team for you, the Mavericks. I think the Mavericks are interesting. I don't. They're going to be interesting in the regular season. But you know what? Porzingis is a big star. Don, Doncic obviously has 
you know, um, is an up and coming star with a lot sort of pressure on him now. I just think that the dynamics between those two are going to be really fascinating all season long. That's a good one. I still wish they would have gone after a a different kind of point guard. I get you know than than they did, but you know mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, <clears throat> honorable mentions any... on my part. Yeah. Okay, I want to hear them. New Orleans to me is interesting. They are. Um, they are. They're for sure. That's a the, great one. New Orleans is interesting to me, not just from the Zion pers- perspective. And we're going to talk about most interesting people. He kind of falls yeah. under that list. But yes. but for me, what in- what's in- what interests me about the New Orleans Pelicans is Brandon Ingram. One, is he healthy? Two, are they going to utilize him in a way that best showcase his abilities? Or is he going to try to adapt to modern 2019 basketball? I'm not sure they're going to try to showcase his abilities as much as they're going to try to win. Yeah, well, that's the thing. You can't win if <laughs> you're trying to – It was a joke about how that's – yeah, right. kind of a joke about how those <laughs> things are in conflict. My bad. I, I should have picked that up. He's not a Laker anymore. I don't, I'm, I'm not – I just like – <laughs> It doesn't ruffle out. my feathers anymore. I'm, a, I'm happy I don't have to defend it. Um, Sacramento is interesting to me because I feel like they are going to have lofty expectations given how last year went. And how they mitigate against those expectations and kind of get them to a more realistic place, given how tough the West is going to be, is going to be really important for the development of that entire franchise, I feel like. Yeah. Golden State is my last one. Yeah, they're interesting, too. They almost made my list. Golden State's a little bit more of that veteran team that I don't know that their preseason will be interesting, but they're certainly an interesting regular season team. I I can't wait to see how the the Steph and D'Angelo Russell thing works. Well, there might be a headline coming up about that. There might be a future headline. We'll find out. How about that? All right, let's take a quick second. When we come back, we'll we'll talk about the most interesting people to look forward to listening about come uh, training camp. I'm a little nervous. Every time I start talking about the Lakers, my daughter starts screaming bloody murder. That you know what she is a smart child. That's a that's a really smart child, man. <laughs> She's gonna I feel launch the exact same way. Every time you start talking about the Lakers, I just internally <laughs> screaming, crying. <laughs> no, utter she's pain. Gonna launch, she's gonna launch a podcast, and it's gonna somehow be less obnoxious than mine. <laughs> All right, who's your uh, who? Who are you most looking forward to listening? You know, watching their their training camp take place. Well, I won't say most, but they're on the list, and that is Kyrie Irving. <laughs> <laughs> Kyrie Irving, I mean, look, if I told you, Anthony, I've been to the future, and let me just say Brooklyn has the craziest training camp in the history of training camps, you would believe it. You would say, (laughs) you know what? You have been to the future. I buy this story. What are the chances, like, I don't know, Danny Ainge had, like, paid to get (laughs) Kyrie Irving's face broken? Well, so you know, so you know, he's he's home, you know, right? But he, he's going back to he's back home, yeah. more or less. I mean, mm-hmm. close enough. And um, it's his own team. There's these expectations. He's he's back in a leadership role. There's all this turnaround. I uh, KD <laughs> Kyrie there, in a leadership not, role, and he a, fractures <laughs> his face. <laughs> he's such a leader. He got punched in the face. I'm, I'm I, we don't know this for sure. We don't know that he actually got punched, but I found it I, funny. I think Kyrie Irving is one of the most interesting he players is. heading into training camp for sure. Easily, he is. What happens if, like, Kyrie Irving drags the Nets to way higher, 
you know, a, a way higher succession rate than anybody expects of them and is now the most popular player alongside Kevin Durant. <laughs> that, that would be hilarious. All right, who's the next person you're looking at? So, you know, Anthony, preseason is a lot about the rookies. It's a lot about the guys we haven't seen mm-hmm. because they're going to be the ones playing a, a lot of the minutes. And Michael Porter Jr. to me is on that list. He is a rookie. Don't forget about him. There's all this hype around what he was before the injuries. And nobody, including us here in Denver, have really gotten a look at him. So at this very moment, Michael Porter Jr. could literally be anything. But as of like Tuesday, we're going to start to find out if, you know, we'll start to see the signs of whether that anything is anything good or anything (laughs) bad. I'm pulling for him. I feel I feel bad for a guy who goes like misses an entire year of his career before it even gets going. I'm I'm two. I mean, it's really yeah, two years of his right. life that he has been dealing with this. Two yeah. years from I'm, I mean, two full calendar years. I'm pulling for him. Uh, next person that you're looking forward to. Another if you're talking rookie. rookies, how aren't you talking about Zion Williamson? Because there's a list of five, and I've gone through two. Number three on this list is Zion Williamson. How is that not the first rookie? Because these aren't in order. These aren't in order. They are in order. That was a subconscious. That was a Freudian slip on your part. These the three that I've gone through are actually the three most interesting. The two coming up afterwards are not good. All right, Uh, Zion. It's definitely Zion. You want to see? I mean, first of all, he's just such a fascinating player. I mean, Zion's. Zan's one of the most like universally fascinating players, mm-hmm. right? Because he has the like dunking part down, like just the like yeah. highlight raw athleticism and freak of nature that we've never seen. But then like the analytics people like him because his numbers are off the twenty blocks plus minus, which is absurd. Yeah. Um, you know, so he's got that, and then he's got sort of the like I don't know what you want to call this nuanced basketball. Um, fan who's like, oh, but he cuts well. It's the cuts you don't make that really open up. The-. Like he does that stuff well too. So he kind of brings in all of the different tribes into, uh, under the umbrella. I don't like any of those tribes that you described. So there. you don't like dunks? You don't like dunks? Well, you okay. Like, so the you casual, don't like guys the casual, that well, the ca- casual fans are the people I deal with on a most daily basis in in writing about the Lakers. So no, not exactly thrilled about about that person. And then the and then the Anthony, deep... I just want I just want everybody to take a moment to appreciate that Anthony Irwin just said that he doesn't like dunks. <laughs> not a fan. <laughs> the old dunk shot ruined the game. <laughs> Lay the ball off the rim. <laughs> Lay it off the backboard. Smack the backboard like 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 Z- John would have intended us Incredible dunks in the preseason, <laughs> and you're really just going to be like, yeah, yeah. no, I'm not. not, not, right. not a fan of that. <laughs> no, it's just like the three groups of of people that you listed there, like the way that those people look at basketball, like the 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 analytics people drive me insane. The the deeper basketball thinker drives me insane. You, you're you're trying too hard, and then casual fans who only want to watch the guy dunk. I'm I'm just really excited to watch Zion Williamson play from this standpoint and this standpoint alone. We have heard constantly about this guy in every way that you just talked about, right? And he's going to be immediately asked to replace Anthony Davis. And I hope that New Orleans pumps the brakes on that stuff. Because it's not at all ah, fair. Yeah, I, I think David Griffin has them in the right place, though. Honestly, I, so. I, I think that I think that was an important hire for that specific thing you're bringing up, and and also piggybacking on top of that, the whole we have this guy now for five years. Let's make a plan. Let's yeah. not make a you know let's 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 make a long term plan here. Yep. All right. Uh, what's the next? Who's the next person you're most looking forward to? Down in South Beach, Jimmy Butler. <laughs> 
He was maybe the most interesting person in all of training camp last year yeah. with Minnesota. <laughs> I think he might be the most interesting person again this year. Is Rachel Nichols on her way to Miami right now? She's already there. The interview is set up. It's, you know, it's Wednesday afternoon after he gets in that first fist fight. Dude, I'm telling you right now, they might have the hardest training camp between Pat Riley and Jimmy Butler. Somebody might cease to exist as training camp unfolds. It's not going to be either of those two, though. I think those two no. are on the same team in this. No, fight. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. Like both those guys, they just they they can't wait to to see some, everybody run some sprints. Uh, last of your five here. Chris Stapps, Porzingis, and this is a bit of a cheat because I used the Mavericks earlier, but, you know, Porzingis, it, it's, what's really interesting to me, Porzingis was in New York, he was a Nick, and the hype around him, in my opinion, far exceeded what type of player he was. He was a bigger star than he was a talent, but he was also very talented and the upside was there. It's amazing to me that now, a year and a half later, he's traded to a smaller market in Dallas. But you know we don't talk about it. It's almost like he's an afterthought. Yeah. Chris Stapps Porzingis returns to the NBA, and I think that's kind of a, a an interesting storyline. One thing I'm a little nervous about with him is he looks a lot thicker up top, and I hope that he kept up with the – I hope he didn't skip leg day is what I'm saying because <laughs> you do not want to be that tall and top heavy. That is that That seems like a terrible combination. Um, all right, couple uh, honorable mentions on my part. Ben Simmons is fascinating to me. Uh, yeah. He has heard what for for four years now about how detrimental to the team him not shooting is, and I think uh, I'm I'm blanking on on who I saw this who I saw report this, but they're saying that they want to have Ben Simmons shoot the occasional corner three and focus on on developing that aspect of his game. Now you hear that What's every, he do, what is he doing in the corners though is my I don't question. Know. I don't know. But but where yeah. else do you put him? Because you have Horford in there, you have Embiid in there. Like where yeah. you can't stick those guys in the corner. So I want to see how they use him and and where they yeah. put him on the court. Uh Chris Paul slash Russell Westbrook. You know, who is who who do we get the first leak about them being a little frustrated about their current situation? Uh does Chris Paul as, you know, head of the players' union, is he still? I think he still is. As head of the players' union, does he want to continue in this era of player uh, empowerment and and trying to, you know, chart his course out of OKC and how quickly he takes care of that? That's an interesting one. And then uh, lastly, you know, you mentioned the Lakers in passing, but I want to see whether LeBron actually backs up some of the stuff he's been saying about pushing Anthony Davis to the forefront as the face of the Lakers, even while he's there. It's going to mm. be interesting to see how that, how that goes. He said that yeah. he wants Anthony Davis to be a focal point uh, mm-hmm. in, in the offense. I don't even know what that looks like in an offense with LeBron James. I'm no, I agree. That, I don't know. I, yeah, I, I agree a hundred percent, but you know what? There might be a headline about this too oh. coming up. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go ahead and use that to uh, tease us to a really fun third segment here where we predict the headlines that we think are going to come out of training camp. I'm going to warn everybody. I went heavy on the snark. On, on <laughs> you don't have to. That, that's like a disclaimer that's not needed, man. That's like like everybody, everybody knows. <laughs> it's like Michael Bay saying, you know what, guys? I used a few pyrotechnics on this movie. <laughs> we get it, man. We get it, yes. <laughs> All right. What's your first headline? My first headline. Let me pull it up here. My first headline. LeBron James says he feels younger than ever. Ooh. Wants to play point guard. 
says he's willing to take a backseat to Anthony Davis. <laughs> it's the trifecta. He it's hit all three. It's going to be good. It's going to be great. The SEO there is uh, is present. Yeah. Uh, oh, the, oh, yeah. That's that's like four hundred thousand clicks on on <laughs> Silver Screen and Roll right there. That's. I may already have that pre-written. <laughs> um, my first headline: Daryl Morey is already angry about MVP voting for next year. <laughs> you know what's funny though is there, we might actually get that. Like Daryl Morey, you might actually kind of plant the seed about like, well, if he does this, like. Uh, I can't wait for the first time that Harden and Russ actually fight over each other's tenth rebound. That's <laughs> What's your next headline? Draymond Green predicts the Warriors will be a top five defense. Ooh. I'm excited. So here's the thing. Okay. I don't know that this is the year for Curry to be like, hey, we have something to prove. Like nobody said we can't win without without KD. And he had all those things to say on his way out. Oh, our style doesn't work in the final rounds, whatever. I don't think KD really cares. I don't think Curry really cares no. just yet. No. But I do think Draymond does. Oh, and yeah. I do think Draymond might come <laughs> yes. in and he looks around and it's like, okay, I've got Steph Curry and D'Angelo Russell out here. And he's still going to be like, you know what? Top five defense. I'm doing it. <laughs> he won't. But that's going to be his mind for him. Do you think Marquise Chris makes it out of training camp alive? Um, Yes. Alive. Because Draymond Green is going to – like if if you're talking like Draymond Green wants the Warriors to have a top five defense now – the likelihood of Chris actually making the team is extremely slim and none, between slim and none. Uh, but the idea of Draymond Green screaming at Marquise Chris for an entire month, I would love to watch that. Mm. I'll be honest. He, I didn't know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they have reached an agreement. That is crazy. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. <laughs> um, I have uh, the next one uh, coming out of Vegas. The, the, the rookie of the year odds are out and Ben Simmons and Michael Porter Jr. are both favorites to win it this year. Neck and neck. huh? (laughs) How do you feel about that? Like, do you think like MPJ should be up for rookie of the year? I do. And I also think it's a clear advantage for players like that. Um, but I do, I mean, what are you going to say that last year was? Yeah. I mean, he was injured. He didn't play a single game. He never even suited up. He didn't do a single practice. Like none of that stuff. He did get to go on the team charter and learn the rhythms of a game and work with a professional training staff. So again, it is an advantage, but I still think it's less of an advantage than say like, I still think it's his first minutes of NBA basketball. And to me, that's what makes him a rookie. It is that literally, I just think that that advantage, if there is an advantage to be gained, I don't think that player should be up for the rookie of the year. Like if there's, if there's an advantage at all, I don't think that player should be up for rookie of the year. Um, all right, what's your what next about headline? players that come from Europe and they are already professional and then they come over at like 21 years old? I mean, are, they have, they too have had professional training. They too have traveled. But not, so do they not count either? Not the NBA, though. It's not NBA training. It's not, it's not playing but in the NBA. But it's a lot closer than it is at NCAA. Sure. But I, I think it's just different when you're, when you're dealing with the actual NBA and you're around your team and, and your coaches and the system that you're going to run and, and you're able to retool your game or, or tool your game towards, tweak your game towards what is yeah, going to be best, be best for it's your system. It's an advantage, system. but I still think it's closer. It's closer to, they're closer to being, Michael Porter Jr. is closer to being a, like a, whatever a rookie, a rookie is a true rookie. to whatever a second year player is in my opinion yeah all right what's your uh what's your next headline Giannis doesn't want to talk about his free agency won't commit Ooh, to the Bucks that's a good one 
That's phenomenal. You know that's going to be the annoying question. Like we're not, they're not wasting time. The media will get in there and they will ask this one up front. Yeah. I'm not talking about that. I don't want to talk about my free agency. I'm a, I'm a Milwaukee Buck. Well, do you want to be here long term? I'm not going to talk about that. That's please, how it's going to go. Please tell me you saw that the Bucks got fined for tampering. Oh my god! It, you knew this was going to happen, and I'm sure you, <laughs> of all people, just loved it. It was hilarious. It was so great. <laughs> you can't you can't least, say it wasn't funny. Oh, you you, there's no question that this was exactly how this was going to play out when the league said we're going to start. I mean, it, it's going to be the, the Orlando Magic or the Atlanta Hawks are going to get some kind oh, of death penalty on. where they Don't lose, they lose the pick. That's what's going to happen. Don't They're going to it's going to be like, you know what happened? The Magic tampered by talking to Aaron Gordon, their own player. They talked to him illegally and uh, you lose your first round draft pick. I mean, Tanky, our collusion's fixed, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Solved it. I, I do Ladies think that I do think that the Milwaukee us. the Milwaukee Bucks shouldn't be allowed to re-sign Giannis anymore. <laughs> well, <laughs> lucky for you, lucky for you, I don't think they're going to. So Aww. I think you're in. Love. No, I think I know. they have a chance. Giannis seems a little different. <laughs> I hope he is. I hope he is. I've just heard the rumors for too long, man. For too uh, long. My next, uh, my next headline here: Devin Booker excited to work on double teams. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I can't wait to – how do you think – I thought maybe from... he would complain about double teams in, in preseason. <laughs> like, man, I get this all season. We're going to do this in the preseason. <laughs> we have. I have to worry about this in my own practices. Yeah. I'm the Just franchise player. Game, we're, doing, we're doing this in practice. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. What's your next one? I have one more to go after this. I've got two more. Um, Westbrook and Harden both willing to play off ball. <laughs> <laughs> Both excited to give up control of the offense. <laughs> they, they just put the ball in the middle of the court, and they both just stand on either side of it, daring each other to pick it up. <laughs> no, please. I insist. Oh, no, I insist. You know what somebody should have done is is uh, Photoshop or, or insert in a basketball where that punching bag was. And, like, that's their offense. That's mm. Houston's offense is, is Huss, uh, Russ and Harden just punching the ball back and forth at each other. <laughs> punching it <laughs> uh my last headline andre godala gets waived Ooh, you think so i think in so. media day <laughs> <laughs> weird timing this is uh i think i think when the course of you filling out your list you forgot what the actual list was about it was just it was mostly wishful thinking i can't lie it was All mostly right, well. it was mostly just come on memphis do the right thing <laughs> the <laughs> right thing <laughs> that's the right thing how dare Memphis not pay him to go join the Lakers? This is BS. <laughs> I Do agree. the right thing. I'm glad we're on the same pay, page. Pay his salary. <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, uh, I have one that'll one. make you that'll also make you happy to get us out of here and set us on our weekend. All right. Celtics players say there's a new vibe around the team. Can't put finger on why. <laughs> <laughs> Brad Stevens. Everything feels different. I don't know. Just I don't know what it is, but everyone's just happier. Brad Stevens excited to coach players who listen. Yeah, very good. <laughs> yeah. What'd you think of the the the, the whole Jason Tatum Jalen Brown contract conversation that you have going on? Jalen Brown saying that like he's expecting the max. Not surprising. First of all, Jalen Brown a third overall pick, and so much, I've talked about this all the time, but so much of these types of conversations are centered around what is expected of a player based on their draft. I mean, yeah. no matter what they do in those years, and I think Jalen Brown is a heck of a player. Yeah, a heck of a player, but not he's not a max type guy to me. And but he's a third overall pick, and he's good. Usually, 
third overall picks are either really, really good and clear max or not nearly that good and it's clear they're not. And he's good enough, but he's not he's not a max guy. Do you think he's like the do you think he tops out as like the second or third best player on a championship team? So here here's what's difficult about the Jalen Brown mold of player, in my opinion, is I don't think he is a number one option no. and like like a, a go to scorer type. He doesn't or have the creative chops. Or or a go to um playmaker, set the table guy, yeah. right? I don't even know that he's a, necessarily a secondary scorer, but here's the thing: he, to me, he can be like an Andre Iguodala type, like. Yeah. Uh, and these, and, and when we talk about roster construction and championship construction, and all of the truly great teams had an Iguodala type player yep. and a mold player, and Jalen Brown. So, in my opinion, he is a championship caliber player, but. It, He's not a max player. He's not like the go-to guy. He's not the go-to setup guy. He's not the se- he's not the Robin to somebody's Batman. Batman. He's more of the multi-tool. I can do a lot of different things and guard the other team's best player guy. And that's really important. It just doesn't get paid max money for whatever reason. It probably doesn't help Boston's case here that they have held him out of trades for Kawhi Leonard and Anthony Davis. Yeah. Well. Right. Like you can't gas up a guy and say that you're just flat out untouchable in in. in trades for some of the absolute best players that we've seen over the last 15 years and then say okay but you're not worth max money like that's i can understand where jalen brown's a little confused there all right that'll do it for this episode and this off season's episodes of the locked on nba did make it podcast we made it everybody congratulations everybody you can pat yourselves on the back thank you guys very much for tuning in uh the way that you have all off season when we talk next week we will have games to discuss and and all that fun stuff so uh hang tight make sure you guys are continuing to tune into the rest of the shows across this feed and across the entire network all of our shows are getting you guys ready for training camps and media days and 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 all that fun stuff uh some fun stuff going on at your show too right locked on nuggets it's very fun stuff is 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 uh is gonna have a bit of a different vibe to it this year than it has in years the the great matt moore joining me as a co-host so myself and matt moore very very interested the action network terrific writer terrific uh, mind it'll be it'll be great it will be so have a great rest of your day and uh, we will talk to you next week